Before I start this new episode, I want you all to know that I've heard you loud and clear. In reviewing the stats for this podcast, my download numbers dramatically dropped by 44% in June, and July is trending down as of the recording of this episode on July 22nd. It appears that the drop in downloads correlates with the change I made in eliminating my twice-a-month solo cast and moving back to only interview episodes in June and July. So let's bring back the solo cast, beginning with this episode. I will move back to my alternative monthly episode release of two interviews and two solo casts each month. So with that said, let's start this new solo cast episode. Off script, the Art of Business Improv manuscript has been turned over to Silver Street Publishing for its detailed editing and publishing process. Now, I have a small window before I start getting edited manuscripts back from Silver Tree to review and approve during this process. So I thought I would take this opportunity to discuss the process of writing a book based on a number of questions I've received in the last few months. Oh, by the way, Silvertree and I are taking a very aggressive approach in, with the hopes of launching the book in early September 2021. First, and for the record, I do not have a degree in English, literature, or journalism. If 10 years ago you would have told me that by the end of 2021 I would have written three business books, I would have thought you were crazy. Instead, I'd become a nonfiction business book writer who's already thinking about book number four. I have to be crazy. So here are 13 things I've learned about writing a book. Number one, if you don't think you can write a book, you can't. If you think you can write a book, you can. It's that simple. But also know that it will be an exciting and exhausting process. Number two, you want your book to be between 150 to 200 pages. 150 to 200 pages equate to around 35,000 to 40,000 words. More people are more likely to read a book in this page range. If you go beyond this, you will begin to lose readership. Number three, your book raises your expertise, credibility, and authority in whatever you are writing about. It also serves as a great marketing tool. It's a tangible object that is rarely thrown away. Instead, it sits on a desk or bookshelf just waiting to be picked up and read, referenced, and enjoyed. When the reader then connects with your content and the solutions it provides, they contact you to learn more and often hire you. Number four, consider hiring a book coach. I hired Kathy Fayok, the biz book strategist, to help me in writing my second book, Taking the Numb Out of Numbers. A lot of what I learned during that process helped me in writing off script. Now, the first thing you need to do is really to create an outline for your book. This is a working outline that can be restructured during your writing journey. Number five, one key thing that Kathy taught me was putting your topic of your book on paper, on a flip chart, on a whiteboard or whatever, and writing 52 questions that your audience would potentially ask you about your book. Then over the next 52 weeks, you'll write a blog, 600 words or more, and answer those questions. By the end of the 52 weeks, you should have enough content to put together your book. However, if you're like me, I wrote two to three blogs a week to shorten that process. Number six, to quote Ernest Hemingway, the first draft of anything is shit. So to begin, I get the content out of my head onto paper, creating that first draft. Then I'll go back into the content and begin my editing process. I give it a day or two before I go back and continue to edit. Once I've completed the last edit, I send my blog to my editor for their set of eyes to review and make corrections. Then when I have the final product, I run it through Grammarly one more time to give it that final grammar and spelling check before posting. Number seven, once you complete the 35 to 40,000 words and you have a listing of all your blog titles, then start the tedious process of laying out your book according to your working outline. Once you have it laid out, create a master word document and drop all the blogs into that word document as you have it laid out in your outline. Now that you have it in one document, go old school, print the entire file using a three-hole punch paper and organize it in a binder. Number eight, at this point, you may have a working title for your book or no title in mind. I had a working title in my last two books and ultimately changed them before sending the manuscript to the publisher. Both of my previous book titles came from suggestions from others. Sometimes you just can't see the trees for the forest, 
So ask those you know for help. Send your working title to a group of colleagues and ask them for their suggestions. You'll be surprised at the thoughts and ideas that come back. Number nine, spend a couple of weeks or more sifting through the printed word document, making changes, editing, and corrections. Sticky notes, highlighters, colored pens, and pencils are helpful during this process. Once you finish this hands-on procedure, go back into your Word document and make the necessary changes. This may seem like an exact process, but it's easier on your eyes and reduces your headaches if you do the changes and editing and corrections on paper and not on your computer. Number 10. Once my manuscript was 80% complete, Kathy introduced me to Kate Colbert, founder of Silvertree Communications and Silvertree Publishing, to consider as an editor and publisher for my book. After the conversation with Kate and sending my manuscript to my previous publisher, I decided to go with Silvertree for a number of reasons. Number 11. At the same time, I was advised by Kathy to set up an editorial board to review my manuscript. She suggested that I find three people who would volunteer for this assignment. The editorial board should consist of two people that I know who are knowledgeable on the topic and one person who the book is targeted to and someone that you don't know. The role of the editorial board is not to edit the text or fix grammatical errors. That's the job of the publisher. But to review the flow of the book and make any suggestions or comments that would make the book better. Number 12. After compiling and reviewing all the feedback and incorporating viable suggestions into the manuscript, it is ready to send to your publisher for editing, book cover design, layout, and publishing. However, for taking the number out of numbers and off script, I outsource the cover design. I'm very fortunate to have very talented friends and colleagues who designed my last two covers. A massive shout out to Tom Trusty for the creation of Taking the Number Out of Numbers book cover and George Steven for his design of off script, Mastering the Art of Business Improvisation. Number 13. For Offscript, I received great feedback and changed the title. The working title was Improv Leadership for the C-Suite. Not bad, and Offscript is way better. As a result, we were able to get the book cover artwork completed before finishing the manuscript. By doing so, we were able to start a soft promotion of the book on social media earlier than we had planned. To start that building that excitement for the release of the book. Now, this is just an overview of the writing process that I've used in my last two books. After my first book was published, I remember someone telling me that I'll catch the writing bug and write more books. They also said that the third book is when you'll start to gain momentum as a writer, and the popularity of that book will exceed all others. From their lips to God's ears. Thank you. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.